0: All right, guys. Welcome back to the DDD Buzz podcast. Today's a special episode. Um, we got some of the grit boys on. We got Cody Olive and Dude Paul. I'm sorry if I botched your name, Paul Sidler. Paul Sidler. Ziedler, yeah, in German. Sidler. <laughs> okay. All right. We got the German boys. That's where Obrien comes from too. So we That's got awesome. we got these guys on. I was just chatting with them. They got tons of value to bring. So you you'll want to listen in in today. So. Um, I could intro intro you guys but let's just let's just hear it from you guys give us a little intro on why people should listen to you and what your guys
1: background is. Sweet so Cody Olive thanks for having us on obviously Austin. Um, Born and raised in Southern California I came here to good old Provo Utah the door-to-door Mecca Um, never had any interest actually during college funny enough Um, I was a big internship guy ended up working at Goldman Sachs after I graduated in fall of 2014. I kind of did things the reverse order. Then I went on my two-year LDS mission to Singapore and Malaysia, and then got back in 2016 or 2017, and then got recruited to sell back in the day with Green X, did 1,000 accounts. 2020 broke the all-time record, did 1,728 accounts. Uh, 2021 is when we solidified as Grit marketing, or actually the September of 2020. Then that summer did a Golden Door. And then this last summer, obviously we partnered with Aptiv and sold a million for the second of the time, a thousand accounts for the third time, and then got my fourth consecutive Golden Door. And so having been internship, corporate America, wanted to be Harvey Specter from Suits, big <laughs> Um, I really think anyone that's, especially a freshman, sophomore, or honestly, even anyone in the corporate space should listen up and uh, get the order door. shop. Dang,
0: dude. I love Suits. So you're telling me, you you're cooler or you can be cooler than harvey specter going into door to door like that's something right there harvey specter's a bad man so <laughs> <laughs> so that i love that man well dude cody's freaking awesome can't wait to hear from him and then and paul dude let's let's hear it paul is the man so let's hear what paul has yeah so, background um, on
2: him thanks austin yeah i know i'm originally uh, from germany uh, seven, moved to the states texas um uh, the way you know the Texas canada is, was out there for a while from um, graduated high school in Texas, then went to England for four years. Played soccer. I was kind of a sport guy. um uh, Soccer was my my calling. Uh, I did that for a while, and then I got the opportunity to uh, get into the door door industry. Because someone came out from the states, flew to England, I'm like, hey, you guys can come out in the summer. You know, try it out, little internship. And I was like, only guy raised my hand in the room. Um, <laughs> I was like, I'll give it a shot. Why not, right? What am I doing in the summer? Um, and so I came back to the states on the East Coast in Southern Virginia. My uh, first summer did okay, you know, but I saw like the potential. i liked like, if I really like, do this, I'll give it my all, I can really make a lot of money and like change my life. And so I did for uh, two more years and probably going to my fourth year now. Um, started with a small company and now switched over to the grid. So I'm really excited. Bro, you, so you're really
0: from Germany? I, I'm yeah. <laughs> My last name, yeah, it's German too. Dang, okay, we got a German, real German boy on. Yeah, so we're going speak German. <laughs> yeah. Dude, okay, yeah, you guys, we have some great guys on. A lot of uh, different types of um, experience, sort of like from Cody to Paul. So, you know, people just want to hear what you guys have to say, some advice, um, some things about the industry. Um, we were chatting before. I think a good thing to just jump into is You know, when a rep's recruiting, what they should look for in a company, you guys have a ton of good points on there. And I think it's a big thing in the industry right now that reps are looking for, especially with so many different companies out there. So you guys just have at it. You guys had tons of good points um, regarding that aspect.
1: Absolutely. I mean, honestly. We'd love for you to come work with the grip, but it's obviously like, I feel like you make money in any, in any industry, but I would say like the four main things to really look for, especially when you're deciding to where to go sell for the summer is your training. Like, are you going to be prepared? And then also, especially if Paul's, you know, a big soccer player, like an obvious analogy would be like, well, if I want to play like Lionel Messi, I need to Lionel Messi to train. Cause it's hard to do something that's never been done before. So it's like, when I first sold, there were people around me that sold a thousand accounts. So it's like, okay, I have faith in this training. I would say point number two is honestly your operations, because obviously you're in sales, like unless glass gets on the roof or solar, or if the alarm doesn't get installed, or if the home doesn't get sprayed for pest control, you're not getting paid. I would also say number three, like your leadership, are they honest? Are they people of integrity? Um, When lots of money and honesty and door to door, there's, you know, more often than not millions of dollars involved. Is that going to change how people view things or skew things where it's like, at least the people I know i am working with, there's not a doubt in my mind, whether it's, you know, $10 million or one day when it's billions of dollars, nothing will change how we operate. We'll always be integrity first. And then lastly, number four is, is just the culture where it's just like, I feel like a lot of good companies have a lot of good culture, but it's a lot, a lot to do with where we are competitive, but it's not one of like trying to one-up each other. It's looking for a culture where it's all ships rising to high tide. And so it's just like, when you're fresh back from NLDS mission or if you're looking to switch companies or especially if you're trying to take a gap year, which is so common more often than not in schooling, I look for those four and there's tons of great companies, especially in Utah County, especially in Idaho, especially down in Texas, where if those four check the box, then give it a whirl. Dude, I love that those four
0: points. I think no one's ever explained them as good as you just did. and if you're listening to this, like you said, coming back from coming back from a mission, wanting to you know look for a company have, make sure those four check because i feel like a lot of reps only check three of them and the one that they're always missing is the operations yep. that's what we've been seeing everywhere so you know you guys are in pest control i know it's a major thing in solar right now where glass is not getting on the roof right. not getting paid pest control can be similar so like when you're in when you're in a recruiting meeting what should a rep be asking and how are they going to verify hey our operation's good how does that box get checked
1: yeah the big metrics to check are obviously sold service Um, one of the most coveted things in all pest control is the same day service uh, getting a grade that same day you sell it and then honestly what's the attrition what's the cancellation where it's like especially right now on instagram and social media all of these inflated attrition numbers are being thrown out where it's just like People are open books. Just honestly, ask to see the books. What's the actual attrition number? And if you've been told otherwise, like I'm sorry, but like you've been lied to. And so it's just like looking at pure statistical fact. Where it's just like we're only as good as our operations are. Where it's like as cool as you know, you know, we just went on a charity trip to Ecuador. As cool as that is, we're going to Cabo in January or making money to drive a Tesla. Who cares if the homes aren't getting sprayed? You know what I mean. And so that's why, especially, we try to re- at least us here base a lot of our recruiting needs on. So what is um.
0: What is a good, we'll, we'll talk about pest and solar, um, but more pests since you guys are like, really know the pest and then we'll just kind of throw in some solar stuff. But um, what's a good attrition rate for for a rep going in to, to know?
1: Yeah, honestly, I would say anything 20, 15 below, but especially if you're starting to get in higher numbers, 1, 1,000, accounts, you're probably gonna be 25% or more. It's just the nature of the volume. But if you're like that, 22 to 15% range, especially in nowadays, where it's just like, I remember in 2019, where it's like, you could go to you know certain sites and it was untouched, where it's just like, that's unheard of anymore. Where it's just like, it's more competitive than ever now. Salespeople are more competitive than ever now. People are getting smarter with switchovers more than ever now. And then especially the new buying class is becoming more and more millennials, where at least baby boomers are like, we'll stick it out, we'll give them the year. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, if millennials are unhappy, they're reporting in BBB and they're canceling. So (laughs) if you're sub that in that range, I feel like you have phenomenal attrition.
2: And and really transparency is like a huge part of that. I feel like there's a few companies definitely still out there that aren't like able to bring that up nutrition. I never was brought that up in my company at first. So it's something that was kind of shocked me (laughs) and back ends hit. And so that's a big part when it comes to it. It's just like letting your guys know like beforehand, especially rookies, because you know, that as a bet, you kind of know how it's going to look like your back ends. Um, but for rookies it's big time so they that they know that it's going to be 20 percent around there you know mm-hmm. um, so that they're not shocked that they're going to be upset you know then it's not just a healthy it's not going a healthy situation going forward dude no
0: i love that and with that what you just said paul you know i think a big thing that the grit is doing is standardized pay and i think it goes hand in hand with that telling letting them know the attrition rate and then also like kind of the back ends there's no what ifs you know it's like hey go and look if you have it on your website or whatever have the the standardized pay it's like you don't have to ask me go and look on the website or go and look at wherever it's posted so I know the grid's kind of leading the way on that so what are you guys? um you know I guess walk us through the mindset of standardized pay and pest control
1: I think standardized pay one is it's just fair and then also number two it's just like That's honestly how the real world works where it's just like door to door is the only space where the sales rep instead of the company has the control where it's like back when I was interviewing at Wells Fargo, I was interviewing at Goldman, I was interviewing at a big law firm. Like if I would have gone to Goldman and been like, hey, this law firm is offering me A, B, and C, what are you gonna do for me? They would have told me to get lost. But (laughs) for whatever reason here, the sales rep has the power and that's just honestly not real world. And then honestly, number two, I just, I mean, not trying to be, you know, the door-to-door crusader, but it's just like, I would hate to have everyone on a different deal where it's just, it's so much more motivating to have standardized pay because especially this year, we bumped up the veteran pay scale to 70% where I previously maxed it out at 65%. So it's just like, I for sure want to go out and hit a million again. So then that way I can have that 70% for life. And so it's unifying because instead of having to worry about what everyone's deal is on, you know, you just look at the pay scale, whatever they sell is what they earn. Two, it's motivating so that way when you're at the end of the summer and you're next to that next pay bump or that next pay tier, that's why for the last four years, our best month with the company has always been August is because people are trying to get that next pay bump or that next tier. And then honestly, number three, I just think it's good business practices where it's like
2: yeah. those that sell the most earn the most. Definitely. definitely. I mean, for me, I mean, I came from the company that um, it was all about, you know, sales had the kind of the power. It was like contract every year, new contract it's it causes a lot of problems and I didn't know this existed like you know same pay and everything. when I heard about it, uh, this is fantastic because standardized you,
0: paying door to door what are you talking about? Yeah right <laughs> it gets
2: it gets rid of all the drama and I'll tell you what like I, I still love my whole company you know they brought me where I am now so like you know I don't really want to like talk so negative about them. Obviously there's things that could change and that could happen in any company in the industry that we can improve on um, and I hope people do as well it just brings, it causes too much stress. Like for instance, like, you know, me and my friends, we will talk about like who's getting paid and what and this and that. And it's hard when you're driving out there every day together, you're going to talk about it eventually. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's just like, well, you got this and that, well, what's going to happen next year? Like, I got to tell him my manager this now, that's what I I want as well. So, it just caused a whole massive disturbance in the company and it makes everybody unhappy. So. And the, you have
0: to put so much energy into that mm-hmm. every year. I think I, that's what I saw in the industry before standardized pay started becoming a thing is as a recruiter or a manager, you're spending more time on trying to deal with, hey, oh, I, this deal, that deal, where it's, hey, it's standardized. Let's just worry about getting trained and making more money, yep. right? Yeah. That And that's probably why people that do that, that have the standardized pay can just go and sell a ton because it's like let's focus on making our training better let's not focus on hey we need to get this regional in because he's asking for more money it's like you want to go somewhere else go somewhere else here's the pay scale i yeah. love i love that and people so i guess for reps if you're a new rep it's like okay it might not be a big deal this is how i see it. it might not be a big deal it's like oh well i'm getting you know offered more at this company it might be less here but what you need to know is the people above you, and then the operations are going to be way more smooth, if it's standardized, because your leaders aren't going to try and screw you. That's yeah. what can happen. It's like, you know, in the end of it, they could be like, oh, it's, I didn't make enough money on the back end. So I'm going to, you know, make the numbers a little different. Oh, I never told you I gave you that percentage, stuff yeah. like that, right? But yeah. is, is that what you guys are thinking, what you've seen at the grit?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just like, uh, especially for me, where it's like, I've had, you know, two, three of my cousins come sell at me, and I have to see my aunt, you know, every July for our family reunion, and I just, I, I never, ever want to walk into a room, whether it's family, friend, someone I just met, and have to like divert my eyes, or, or, or <laughs> and so it's just like it's, it's honestly refreshing, and it makes our job so easy, and I just, you know, not to be too personal, but it's like, you know, whether it's my LDS mission or my family, those are some of the most sacred relationships in my life, and. I've seen so many relationships be soured over, oh, you were my best friend. Why didn't you pay me 50%? And it's just mm-hmm.
2: like, standardize it, leave all that at yeah. the door and those that go perform make the most. Yeah, I just, i it comes along with that as well. I mean, I've never, my manager previously, I've never seen anybody's pay stuff. Cody showed me his and I was like, wow, okay, it makes sense, you know, and it's all fair. So it's, it's you could just
0: do the calculation. You can say, oh, how many did yeah. you sell? What's the revenue? Let me take the standardized pay. You could take your scorecard on pest routes times the buys revenue and you know how much your manager is making. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. That doesn't happen in other other companies or other places. And that's what needs to happen in the industry. And I love you guys are you know pushing that that forward. That's crazy to think that yeah, you, you can just know how much manager is paying. Like that's unheard of. Manager would never do that. <laughs> yeah. Um so going back to the your points on you know standardized pay you guys moving forward with that i think that's really changing the game um i don't know cody you when we were messaging you said that you guys have something coming out i don't know if you're allowed to talk about it yet i mean it's 2 p.m today i haven't seen anything yet so
1: i'll wait uh, when, you, when you come talk with ben you you can ask him that
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah oh yeah I'll, i'm going on the landing pad so i i know what it is but we'll well, when this when this comes out, we'll know what it is. Yep. So you can talk about it if you want.
1: I'll I'll wait just in case. But <laughs> but as as in trouble, as per usual, we'll, we'll be trailblazing
0: the industry. Yeah, you will. You will. I love that. Okay. Yeah, you guys are trailblazing standardized pay. I can't wait to talk to Ben about that. Um. So, Cody, you are the what do you call it? I can't remember what your Instagram bio used to be or whatever. It's like Goldman to door to door yeah um let's go through that because i think dude there's so many people that can just take advantage of the sales training and door-to-door and of course the money but these corporate people these corporate students they can learn so much in door-to-door and you're the guy to talk to about it
1: yeah absolutely i mean thanks for bringing that up i i so 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 strongly believe in this where it's like whether you're a freshman a sophomore or you know, unfortunately, if you're in tech right now, you're experiencing a lot of layoffs. I would highly recommend giving it a shot because the hard and soft skills you learn from door to door, you can't put a price on or you, or you can't learn in some MBA or some higher education thing where it's just like you're out there and you're learning people skills, you're learning personality management skills, you're learning how to run. You know, it's like we have some kids here at the grid that are, you know, 22 years old and them and their downlands produce close to $3 million worth of pest control revenue. Like, what people in their lifetime get a shot to run a three million dollar business, and so I'm a very systematic person. Um, I like to organize yeah. these. Um, I would honestly say number one is truly the soft skills, where it's like when you knock on someone's door, they could be from any walk of life, whether it's ethnicity, whether it's professional status, whether it's family status, and if you can sell them door to door, solar, alarm, pest control, well, guess what? When you go to interview, or when you go to run a project, when you go to lead a team, it's those same exact skills. Number two, it's like, when I worked at Goldman, I love my job and I learned a lot of skills there, but it's like, when I showed up, I could be half asleep, make the same pay. I could show up and be employee of the year, make the same pay. (laughs) So like, especially in 2021, my wife and I built a home. And so I knew my expenses were gonna be a little bit higher. So I wanted to make sure to sell a little bit more because I was in control of my paycheck, where it's like, I've had a lot of buddies go through dental school or or go through law school and they did door to door and they didn't have to take out absorbent school loans. And then on the flip side, like I have buddies in MBA programs at you know, Northwestern or prestigious places like that. And it's like, unfortunately, they're living off school loans and it's hard for them and their families to really get their lives going. And then lastly, number three, it's just the network where it's like, unfortunately, because of the way things were done in the past. And that's why I love that you have this podcast, Austin. There's kind of a dark light on the door-to-door space but with things like standardized pay and especially what we're going to roll out it'll shed better light on it but door-to-door people are unique breed because they're so motivated you have to think about it it's like young married couples or young single couples that uproot their life and go knock doors for four months out of the year and you have to be pretty hardworking, pretty dedicated pretty motivated and just by rubbing shoulders with those people i just turned 30 you know two weeks ago and it's just like i'll always be in the space because I never, ever want to feel like I made it or let's say, okay, like I'm, this is me. I'm Cody all or just like, I'm always around people pushing me and wanting to make me grow. So kind of a long winded answer, but those are my three points. And it's just like, especially my, my finance kids, my accounting kids, my engineering people go to door to door. You're kind of, you know, all birds of a feather or all birds of a feather flock together. You're going to be kind of same, same. But if you go yeah. knock doors, when you go interview, you can have a little bit of uniqueness to you, and you can interview that much stronger, and you're more likely to get that job. And then when you're at that job, do that much better. Yeah, well, me. I did. I 100% agree. I
0: mean, I a person right here that was doing door to door in college was interviewing with you know to, to do management consulting. Yeah. I stood apart from everyone else just just because oh, of that, and I would hound on it, and they're like, okay, yeah, like. You know, if you, we want you to sell a client, are we going to trust this person that all they've done is math and, you know, and can do calculus, you know, find the, the curve on a graph, like <laughs> economics or like who cares about that? You can do that in a spreadsheet or can you go and sell the client on more money? It's like, right. oh yeah, yeah, I sold pest control. Yeah, I can sell a higher contract. Easy, you know, it's like, you it's the same skills. So I totally agree just from personal experience. So if you're watch, you watching, listening to this, it it works we're not just blowing smoke <laughs> yeah definitely i would say also it's like
2: you know the longer you wait it gets a little bit tougher to make the jump as well because obviously you have family and kids and It becomes a little bit scary um but it is definitely scary if you are going to a company that doesn't support you and stuff like that as well so there are many companies out there that will support you and it's going to be a lot easier that jump but the sooner the better you know if you're 20 19 18 if you're out there listening to this 21 it's let's go ahead and just make the jump you know you can't learn those experiences learn from that if you're just on the sidelines you have to go do it you know and so that's a big deal It's just go do it even if you're doing it for six months four months you know you give it a shot can't really lose out on it you still make some money and just finish it out you know so that's huge and it's changed it's changed my life and everybody in this room i mean cody as well i mean you as well austin It's brought you where you are now like you said it's for me as well i never thought I, I would be here where I am now you know so it's excited
0: Dude, that's huge you know it's so true and people outside of the community don't don't understand it you yeah, don't understand yes. all the only interaction you've had is that annoying guy came and knocked on my door and if you have that you know I've had family members say that but I'm I'm like but you bought from door-to-door guys and they're like well yeah and I'm like okay well the only reason why I was annoying is because you didn't need that product I'm like so anyways people that are listening it's like if it's a good product and it's a good salesman, you're going to buy, you know, and that's how door to door is. And with all these layoffs, so what we, you guys were just saying about like, you know, corporate, corporate, these layoffs, that was what made me not go into corporate right? Yeah. because there's guys at Google Microsoft right now been there for over 20 years. You, you're hearing these stories just last week, last couple of weeks, they get laid off because, yep. you know, they're making these huge layoffs. So, That's what I've seen with door-to-door. If you can get good sales skills with chat GPT coming out with AI, it's like what really can't ever be replaced is like the human interaction with salespeople. And so it doesn't matter if you've been at Google or Microsoft for over 20 years, you can get laid off and you're going to have to go and find a new opportunity. If you're in door-to-door, you're going to always, always have a way to provide for your family. You know, if you lose your job, you can go and knock doors. It doesn't matter which product it is. What do you guys, what do you think about that? After all of that, all the layoffs and everything. (laughs) Completely like. It's more secure to be in
2: door to door than to go and get a corporate job. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. I mean, I can, I completely agree. Like it's going to be so hard to ever like replace door to door because advertisements on your phone, computer, like those are all great. TV, right? But like, how many times have you just go on your phone, and you just get that advertisement? You know, you're playing on the app or something, it's like whatever. Click exit or watch the TV. You go on your phone, right? You just totally ignore it. But when someone comes and knocks on your door, that one-on-one face, like face-to-face interaction, does not get anything anywhere else when it comes to advertising. Like, it's so cool Like learning about that person, becoming a friend, and then doing something for them, right? And that's what it is. It's just it's game changer. Like that, it's never gonna be a change. That's Bad wagon effect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then especially too, where
1: it's just like, we talk a lot about communication with work and interviewing and at the job, but it's also with your, with your friends and your significant other, where it's just like, especially amongst our age, it's just like the divorce rate is so high. And like, Austin, I know you're married and I'm married. And it's just like, you learn how to communicate with, you know, your spouse, your wife, whomever it might be that helps so much too. And then on top of it, it's like, I had two reps this year earn the company incentive and they'd never left Utah before. So to be able to take them and their new wife to Mexico on an all expenses paid trip where, you know, almost all door-to-door companies do some type of an end of the year company incentive where it's just like all, like all 10 of my buddies, like that were all groomsmen at my wedding were law school, dental school, EY, big uh, fiduciary firm, MBA. And it's just like, they see us leave the country two, three times of the year, and they're like, what is this? <laughs> so, like, honestly, traveling and having those experiences too add to what we previously talked about, but also add to that good time with your with your spouse and your friends.
0: Dude, if you're listening to this, and you, and you aren't in door-to-door, why not? You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. After hearing, you know, all these things, great pay, um, you know, trips, just, like, education, it's just all there, so what you know there's a ton of bad like juju you know what i'll say in the in the door-to-door space what do you guys think that stems from or like what do you think why has that connotation and it continues to have that connotation for like a law school guy or anyone to be like i'm not doing door-to-door
2: i think from for me and the people i'm obviously talking to and like recruiting i think around my age it's a lot of people just think it's like um they're just, it's too, they're too, they're too good for it, right? You know, because it is very humbling, like going door to door. And I was going to say that point earlier from Cody, like he said humbles him, you know, <clears throat> doesn't matter how many businesses he owns or whatever position he is or how long he's been doing it. Like you go out and do door to door, even if you've been doing it 20 years and you own a whole business, pest control, whatever it is, solar, like it just humbles you. You know, you just, it feel like for me, it feels like it's like, it's so relaxing out there. Like it's peaceful it's just like you feel like you're in the moment and it's just I'm just you and for a lot of guys that just really scares them like they just they just feel like they're too good for that you know they feel like they're almost like a beggar so I think that's one of the big things as well when it comes like to the recruiting side um for the guys it's just like they're like nah I'd rather really do, do something else you know I'm not gonna put my face out there like that's embarrassing <laughs> which which is which is crazy because it's just like it's life-changing it's really life-changing
0: yeah well I mean if you haven't done it that's what you probably think of door-to-door yeah you know it's like Who's this guy walking in my neighborhood? But in reality, no one's really thinking that. Yeah, um, nobody and, knows how much you're actually earning. <laughs> yeah, and you're making money, and it's like, dude, I'm gonna go home and have a ton of, you know, ton of money in my account. Have uh, my family build my wealth. Like, it's just so many great things, and that's why people need to know the reality of door to door. Like, like you were saying. So, so sorry, Cody, we, we didn't give you a chance on there. What do you have? Did you have any thoughts
1: on that? I, I honestly, think that's a great point. Where it's like one of my buddies, he actually works for uh, Belk out in North Carolina. It's kind of like the Nordstrom of the South. He works in their corporate finance, and uh, he's obviously in a new construction development. And being in Charlotte, they get knocked all the time. And and their kind of neighborhood WhatsApp group or their Facebook page, it's like, oh, we got more door to door guys. And like my buddy will actually chirp in there and be like, you have no idea how much they make now, how hard these guys work. And so it's just like hopefully it starts one neighborhood at a time. But then to kind of answer your question. I think it's just kind of like from the 80s and 90s of like selling vacuums. They were just always kind of seen as this kind of like snake oil salesman where it's just like, if you look at pest control and solar, those are you know billion dollar plus industries. And so I think it's a revolution of the products being sold. And then also it's just kind of like, I felt like back in the day, you would go out and it's just kind of a, a crap show. It's just kind of like the wild, wild west where it's like, now it's becoming more corporatized, more structured. So that way, well, operations are, are finally met where it's like a lot of these corporate guys are actually finally coming over where it's just like, well, why don't we recruit as heavily for technicians as we do for sales reps, or why don't we actually train the technicians on how to have interactions with customers, kind of like how we teach the salesman how to sell. And so now it mm-hmm. just makes the process from sell to ops to
2: you know completing the job more dial. Also, it's like... It yeah. makes it better for because it is all about it's better training, recruiting. You're sending out guys out there that are going to represent your company like in a good way, a good manner, as well as just for door to door. You know, you're not sending out guys that are just like disrespectful and, you know, they're not kill, you know, kill people with kindness. You want to do that all the time, right? And you yeah. want make friends out there, right? Because if you're not doing that and you're being disrespectful, you're not going to get any sales and you're going to get a bad rep for everybody in the industry. It's just awful. Well, it's not even just
0: for the company, it's for the industry. Right. And it's like, that's you, you, I know we've all gone through those neighborhoods where people are like, no, not buying, not buying. And, you know, I had one time where it's like, dude, everyone was being so weird. And it was just because some like aeration or I don't know, some lawn guy came through and literally scammed everyone. And I came through like the next week. And so like those people are the ones that screw with the industry. So we want the, you know, integrity there. And if you aren't doing that, I don't care if you're selling for the same company or different company, please, be respectful, you know, and we, we
2: want that good rep with door to door. And always um, so, like, you know, there needs to be a reason why you're selling higher. You know, there needs to be something to back that up, you know? So you're just that's not- what I was about, about to bring that up. Yeah. No, <laughs> go ahead. I just want to make
0: um, the grit. You guys are known for selling the high contract values. I was having a conversation with someone the other day and they did not like that. <laughs> they didn't, they said, hey, "I think it's not all right that you sell, you know, you know, seven hundred thousand dollar contract values for the same um, for the same service, you know, same service." And I know Jackson Jr. He actually just posted something on his story. I really liked it um, about how marketing, you know, I I kind of like to do it with like the supreme brick. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the supreme brick versus the regular brick. Supreme brick, they sell sold it for a thousand bucks. The regular bricks like a yeah. dollar. I see it that way, but some people don't see it the same way. So why is it all right to sell more, to you know, sell higher contract value to people in pest control than, than
1: these companies selling $300, $400, $500
0: contract values?
1: Yeah, it's honestly, it's, it's perceived value, it's capturing economic surplus, and then it's selling, where it's just like, especially if you're here in Utah, what's going crazy right now, the Jordan 1s, where it's like, I've lived in Thailand, I've actually been to a Nike factory in Thailand They make those things for two cents, maybe three cents tops. I've seen shoes be sold for a thousand, two thousand, four thousand dollars. Is Nike unethical? I mean, argument for a different day. But (laughs) you you, you get what I'm saying. Or it's like, you know, like Ben Egan used to always talk about it. It's just like when you build a home, everything costs at least three, four hundred dollars. Oh, I need to get my water softener replaced. Or Oh, I need to get this fixed. Where it's like, I have basement renters. And we bought this washer and dryer that has a certain amount of lifetime warranty. And then it came with a free warranty and it was like an extra thousand bucks where it's just like, that might seem like a lot, but it's like when my basement renters need their uh, washer and dryer fixed, I don't have to go and try and tamper with it. I just make a quick call. It's convenience. Or it's just like, you know, if so-and-so really likes their front porch or what's really popular right now is the black trim around windows. If they don't want the webbing stained on that, they'll easily pay a thousand, twelve hundred, fifteen hundred dollars. And then to even bring you home another example, of what I always tell my sales reps, it's like when me and my wife go to clean the home on Sunday, is my wife going to clean the home in her Target leggings or her Lululemon leggings? <laughs> you, you tell me. And so yeah, it's just probably like. Probably Lululemon.
0: Less. I like the Lululemon leggings in my life. <laughs> yes. yes. But I want one of those a month, dude, or a week. I'm glad yeah. there's not a Lulu down here. Oh, there is in St. George now. Frick, never mind. Yeah, Sorry, you, don't listen to that, wife. Julie, oh,
1: don't. Keep her away, keep her But then it's also like they're less likely to cancel where it's like in 2019, when we used to sell the $1.99, as soon as that year was up, guess what they did? They canceled. Whereas just like, you know, some of my 2019, 2020 accounts where we sold them a little bit bigger, you know, back in the day, the huge ones were 600 bucks. But like those ones are, are active more often than not because you sold them on value instead of what's the cheapest. And then let's look for yeah. the cheapest again, year after year. Dude, I, I love that. I think- a
0: lot, of, a lot of reps need to listen to that because they, they, don't see, they don't see that. They say, well, why are you buying the 1200 versus the 600 But like what you just said, I, I've never thought of that. And I've been in, around pest control for five, six, seven years now. And I agree, you know, if you're a homeowner, I would totally pay. If you can guarantee or not guarantee, but if you can be like, I'm going to take way more care of it. This is where it gets fun, Cody, you know, yeah. and, and Paul this is where it gets fun for corporate guys. I think, you know, cause okay. I was going to be a corporate guy. It's like, Hey, it's not just pest control anymore. This is a legit product where you're not like, Hey, yeah, we're just going to you know, three feet up, three feet out. You know, the typical, you know, granules. It's like, yeah, you do that. But I know you guys are big on the add-ons and yeah, you used to say, Oh, I can do this and that. And you wouldn't really do it, but you know, actually specializing and doing legit stuff to the house that can help them. That's like where it gets fun. And we're, pest control you know and the, what you guys are doing and where pest control is going it's like a cool product where it's like i want the best cool company i don't just want the terminex or whatever yeah, yeah. let well, I me mean, it's like look what we all have right now like
1: obviously samsung galaxy aids are more expensive like is this phone really worth 1400 no it's perceived value it's wanting to see the blue messages it's convenience and it's just like when people say it's unethical it's just like Go to an economics professor. That's just economic surplus. Where it's just yep. like, I mean, especially I served my LDS mission in Singapore, and Malaysia. So it's just like, you know, one of my side businesses is manufacturing clothes, which like hats, hoodies, or shorts. And it's just like the margins in clothes, and coffee and tea, and, and are are humongous. It's just it's just economic surplus. Same thing in our industry. I love that. Yep,
0: I I hundred percent agree, and I think that if you're a good sales rep. You should sell higher, you know, and that means more commissions too, and more revenue for the company. And like you were saying, perceived value, less customers are canceling. There's just so many reasons why you should. Um, And if you aren't, I think a big reason is because your service just isn't good. And like what you guys are saying, I think that's what the industry is coming to next. And I want to end on this. I think what you just said is something that I think is cool about what you guys are doing with technicians. And if you have the lower value, that means you're just trying to just pay technicians the lowest possible. Yeah. And you know, boom, like kind of like just a sweatshop where what where, where pest control is going is like, hey, let's have amazing technicians and it can be a really good job. There's enough margin there where let's train them really well, I have great training, just like the sales reps. I saw a post, I think it was like proof, proof marketing. Um, Alan Draper posted it, but yeah, he's talking about the technicians out, he's like, yeah, we take them on trips every year. Like, I think companies are starting to realize that, that they're just as important to the industry you're to the operations as the sales reps, especially the door-to-door pest control company. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Definitely. I mean,
2: they're the heart of, of when it comes to pest control. I mean, without them, nothing's going to happen. People are going to cancel, right? They're not doing a good job. And they as well have to do a little bit of selling also, you know, that's it comes down to it. Um, and just, you got to take care of your techs, you know, or they're just going to leave and you got to make sure that you pay them paid them well um and that's really that's really important i mean i used to live with my tech so i know i know their concerns and everything as well so you just got to make sure that the concerns are being taken care of and that they're happy it's huge yeah
1: definitely what paul said and then especially like every year we get out there for the sermon the speech i always make to the technicians is like i always bring all the sales and all the techs in and like Every Saturday night when we go to dinner or like, you know, when we go out on the weekends, like they're always included. Like we've done that at the grid since, you know, 2019. But it's like, guys, really, really, really do a good job because you obviously want to stay busy. So the better job you do, the more referrals we get. And then, especially the better job you do, the more sales we can get next to each other. So the tighter your route is, so the easier your job is. So instead of having to drive all over the city, you're just going home to home to home. So it's like my personal tech. Shout out Josh Hobart. Love you, dude. I've locked <laughs> I've locked him up the next two years. Like <laughs> I would always tell him where it's like the better job you do, then the more we have right on the same streets. So that way you're not having to keep driving around all over the city. And so that really resonated with him. And then it's just like the second it's sales versus offs, it's over. It mm-hmm. is so, so over. So whether you're again alarm, solar pests. Technicians, or the goal of the business treat them well yeah pay them well incentivize them well and make sure they feel like a part of the team most importantly
2: i think there's a big in the industry like a lot of people just ignore the odd side and the tactics yeah. like don't treat them like another sales rep which it shouldn't be like that at all like they should be your best friend you know they're the ones killing it out there they're the actual ones sweating out there yeah. we get to drive around the segue our job's just mental like they're doing yeah. the mental and the physical and with the pest control, they're getting inspired a little. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're on the crawl suit on. They're going out, I mean, I respect them all the way and always do. And they're like, you want to be homeless with them. You know, you want to go, hey, man, I, I love your job today. You just did, I cranked out 10 sales and you did You service 10. Like, good job. Bro. Yeah.
0: Well, and especially, dude, what you guys are saying, especially with this value side of pest control and like, oh, at doing the add-ons, if you aren't communicating well with your te- tech or you aren't treating them well, your service isn't matching with the, or your sale isn't matching with the service. So right. I totally agree to all of that. To where it's like you need to work good with your technicians and pest control if you really want to, you know, be ethical. Where it's like, hey, I'm selling you on this, and I'm going to communicate with my technician, and he's actually going to do it every single time. If you agree to that, and I think that's where that's where the cutoff happens. Where in door to door, people think, oh, they're just going to sell me all this, and I'm going to get this. But if you're really selling them on this and it matches that's where it's legit and so i think this technician you know thing of pest control is is going to start to become bigger and bigger and just like you said um you guys are you know always leading the way in that and you know recruiting technicians paying your sales reps to recruit technicians you know re- to recruit them it's like usually it's like oh hopefully we have enough technicians when we're out there and you just leave it up to them but you guys are letting your reps know hey we need technicians and you guys know we need a certain amount. They aren't just going to show up just out of nowhere. Yeah. We need to actually put a focus on that. And I love that. And then your reps just know it's like, they're a part of the operations. It's not just let me show up in the summer and hopefully they're there. Um, I think that's, that's a good part of the culture that you guys are building as well. Yes, um, sir. So yeah, dude, this is, this was great. Ton of good good info about where the industry is going Um you know, the technicians with standardized pay. And then also, I think this was great for a lot of the um, corporate people, students at universities, colleges, people looking for a different opportunity, maybe got laid off from tech or got laid off. This is, door to door is a great opportunity. All the points that you guys brought up, um, you guys can listen to that, you know, everyone listening and it's like, you know, let's do it. Um, I think that it's door to door is about to be modern it's being in the it's currently being modernized that's how i say it it's always door-to-door has been around forever people don't know that but it's being modernized and i think it's actually going to be cool in the future right now it's like still kind of whatever but i think it's going to be really cool especially with ai and stuff people are going to want that human interaction so door-to-door is the future and we you people think that it's tailing off it's actually just just beginning just like and you guys are leading the way on that being trailblazers
1: Yes, sir. Thanks for having us on, Austin. Thanks, guys. Yep.